The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. Hello, America. Time to ask yourself a question. Are we a country with the rule of law, or do we just love this mob rule thing? Do we believe in the presumption of innocence or guilty as accused? That is the precipice we appear to be standing on right now. Anybody who said that, uh, you know, oh, we'll never go over the cliff. We're over the cliff. This is it. It's the moment to decide. Yes, Judge Kavanaugh was ultimately confirmed and sworn into the Supreme Court. But if you think things are going to get better, I think you have an extremely rude awakening coming. The left successfully weaponized the mob to storm the offices of the Senate in the thousands. There were over 300 arrests made. They chased senators into elevators. They screamed at them. They released private information on the Internet so more of the mob could follow them to their homes and call their phones. They yelled. They jeered at Ted Cruz and his wife while on a date at a restaurant. They even sent Cory Gardner's wife a text message depicting a decapitation. They nearly ruined Kavanaugh and his family's life. They wanted to destroy him. Don't believe me? How about this from the writer, uh, the, uh, the writer of The Colbert Show? Quote, whatever happens, I'm just glad we ruined Brett Kavanaugh's life. This is all based on what? An allegation that did not have evidence. Now, you can believe her. Many people do. Many people believe him. This is what we know as a he said, she said case. We choose as Americans not to involve ourselves in he said, she said cases because we're not God. Ask every single one of these people in private. There is no way they would be doing this if they or someone in their family, or I hate to say it, but somebody on their side of the aisle was being accused. None of them. But this is where we're at. We're at the beginning of the race. Unfortunately, not the end. Today, it's accusations of sexual assault. Tomorrow, it will be something else. Mark my words, we are going to see it all. It's going to get more brutal and more vicious. And the further it goes, the worse it will get. Politico wrote an article yesterday called, quote, Democrats fear they're the wet rag party. Kavanaugh's victory leaves many on the left saying it's time to get mad and even. End quote. Democrats. And I'm not talking about the party. I'm not talking about the people in Washington. I'm not talking about the people who are in their little 501c3 groups. I'm asking regular Democrats. I'm asking all Americans. Is this the kind of country you want? The article continues, quote, 
After failing to stop Kavanaugh's confirmation, Democrats wonder if it's time to be more ruthless, end quote. More ruthless? Do I dare ask how we could become more ruthless than what we've seen in the past month? Democrats have already accused a man of gang rape and serial sexual assault. They have said that he's a blackout drunk. This political article, Politico article is just one of a blitzkrieg of other similar articles pushed out over the weekend. They sound exactly like the mob that has been harassing and doxing senators last week. They're echoing the mob charges that Republicans somehow pulled off this giant scam. Ultimately, they're helping pave the way for mob rule. The man was accused of rape and sexual assault. There was nothing credible to back up that claim. So what are we to do? They expect a system where Pilate washes his hands and lays the fate of life or death in the hands of the bloodthirsty crowd. We're in for a populist battle. The radical left versus whatever remains of the sane in both the Democrat and GOP parties. This is only the beginning. America, please hold your place. Remember what your mothers and your fathers taught you, the difference between right and wrong. We are not a nation of chaos. We are not a nation of mob rule. We are not a nation of burning things down and beating people in the streets. That's not who we've ever been. But every generation has to answer that for themselves. Is this who you want to be? It's Monday, October 8th. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Stu, are you building uh, guillotines yet? I'm working on it. Oh, man, it would be great if we just had some guillotines. You know, our carpentry skills have really gone downhill. Oh, they really That's have. That's really been a big problem If for people us. would have listened to Mike Rowe a little more before they <laughs> clubbed him to death in the streets, we'd be able to have nicely built guillotines. I'm fascinated at the path to being more ruthless than really? accusations of gang rape. Do we go to accusations of genocide? Do we say the next possible Supreme Court justice was responsible for the Hutu Tutsi slaughter uh, from in Rwanda? Is that the direction that we no, go? No, I just think Is we the- just based on this allegation. I just think we we have our own Hutu Tutsi slaughter. And then we blame the next Supreme Court justice for it. I, 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 I don't know. I, I this, this is incredible to see what has happened here, and it see it, the you really understand the the concept of projection. For years and years and years, we were told by the media how evil the Tea Party was and how they wanted to, they were going to harass people they didn't agree with in the streets. And there, this shows how crazy they are. They're going to get violent. They're going to make threats. They're, uh, they're unhinged. Uh, all of these things, we now see the second the left has any challenge to its political power, they're all doing all of those things. And they're really doing them. They're not, they're not just fake accusations on CNN. 
you know, and I mean, everything to the point of, this is a little bit off topic, but uh, remember the old, the good old days when Glenn Beck was in the Doom Room and he, Glenn Beck was this apocalyptic know-nothing that just came after you with all these these predictions of doom and all the terrible things that were going to happen to you to scare you into watching for longer. Remember that? When you remember that, take a look at the New York Times, who is talking about global warming today as if we are all dead tomorrow. They commissioned a photo shoot with a crying little boy kneeling next to the corpse of some and skeleton of some endangered animal that is now no longer able to survive the apocalyptic nature of their coverage of a 0.9 degree celsius temperature rise over 100 years outshines anything you ever said about isis well i did i did like the fact that we've reset the clock we now have 12 years we now have 12 years. Mm. Remember when we had the big countdown here? Yeah. For years, they had said, we have until this date. Okay, well, we counted down to that date, and they said it will no longer be able to reverse anything. Irreversible. It's irreversible after this date. Well, they've moved the date. Now it's 12 years in the future. Of course they do. So they've got another 12 years. How do you raise money things. off of, over, you know, hey. Something that's already happened. It's already irreversible. happened. Mm-hmm. I... This is what happens when you you no longer have anything to point to where you no longer have you no longer have a a standard a standard is 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 a flag it's a it's a it's a banner that was high up in the air to show people that we're fighting who we were, what we were. That's what those banners were for. That's what the flag is for. It's a standard. Advance the standard. What is our standard now? We have chased God out of the square. That's fine. That's fine. If that's if that's what America chooses, that's I and my family, we have chosen a different path. But as of today in America, you can still do that. But I just ask anyone who wanted to chase our standard out of the public square. Who are you replacing it with? Where are we progressing to? You're, you're now calling for, for more radical ways to fight Donald Trump and the Republicans. What could you possibly do? There were 300 arrests over the weekend. 300. You are threatening people. You are showing up at their houses. You're tracking them at restaurants when they're on dates. You're hurling insults. The Well, I was going to say the only thing you haven't done is assassinate but the left tried to do that and the media yawned could could i just ask as the crowd is gathering and starting to go over this cliff may i just ask stop for a second stop 
Where does this end? Where are you going? What is your standard? As we chased our heroes first all out, we chased them all out. There are no heroes. Is Abraham Lincoln even a hero? We know our founders aren't. Who are our heroes? Who are they? Our standard, what we based everything in Western society on, is being demolished. The rule of law, but the first rule of law, were the basic Ten Commandments. You don't lie about your neighbor. You don't make things up. You don't steal. You don't hurt. You don't kill. The other part of the Judeo-Christian standard. First, it's Moses. The other one is Jesus. And I'm not talking about the church Jesus. I'm talking about the real Jesus. I'm talking about the one that never hurt a fly. That no matter how bad things got, he remained peaceful. That was our standard. You know, the one who said forgiveness. Democrats. What's your standard? Who are you aiming to be? Who are you teaching your children to be? Republicans, I ask you the same question. Who are you teaching your children to be? When the, when the articles include that the Democrats are angry and it's time to get mad and to get even, Vengeance doesn't belong to man. Vengeance is bad. As much as much as I think Brett Kavanaugh would like to go on the court and be vindictive and see the Democrats bring something for him and say, you know what? I actually agree with the Democrats on this one, but no. If he did that, we should all be abhorred. We should call for his impeachment if he did that. And I would stand with you Who is bringing the nation together? What leader, what leader is calling for peace and reconciliation? Where is that voice? I say to my audience and anyone who has been with me for a long time, this is the moment. This is is the beginning of the time that I told you would come. This is the time that you have the ability to save the republic. 
It doesn't take a lot of people. Courage is contagious. You must begin to stand with peace and forgiveness. It does not mean surrender what you believe. But somebody has to tell the crowd, stop, you've gone insane. Don't go that direction. It's not who we are. And if we lose that last bit, there's really nothing left. Mortgage rates have gone up slightly since late 2017. And when they, when they go up uh, slightly, uh, when they rise, rates uh, rise slightly. And they've remained relatively affordable. But you, uh, you should pay attention to this because they are coming up. Now is the time. Learn the facts. Crunch the numbers. You'll, you'll likely find that minor rate fluctuations won't affect your ability to buy a home. But when they start to dogpile one after another, it may. If you have a, an adjustable mortgage, now is the time to lock that rate in. AmericanFinancing.net. They are uh, people that uh, do not work for banks. They are independent. They work for you. So go to AmericanFinancing.net right now, 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Holy cow. It is, it is amazing. And it's what's what's really incredible is the press have has now revealed themselves um, as and the left as really this isn't about sexual assault. Re- read Jim Acosta's and his uh, tweet this weekend. Yeah, because th- I'm getting the sense that maybe this wasn't about assault at all. It's a crackpot theory. See if you can follow me on it. Here's Jim Acosta's reaction. With a single speech, Senator Collins announcing her support for Kavanaugh has paved the way for a much more conservative Supreme Court for the next generation. Abortion rights, gay rights, climate change, and health care reform could well be impacted for decades to come. We've been told for weeks this is about assault. If Brett Kavanaugh was, let's say, guilty of assault and was voted down because Collins went the other way, right? Would we expect uh, Trump to name another Sotomayor? No, he would have named another conservative. And all these things that you think are a big deal would be violated in the same ways. You, they went to this sexual assault allegation. They went to a gang rape allegation. They, and, and with Avenatti, I think you can certainly speculate, completely fabricated gang rape allegations against a man because they wanted to stop the, the, the conservative position on abortion rights, gay rights, climate change, and health care reform. And as soon as this is over, this is not about assault anymore. And if it was about assault, you would say, well, look, we would accept all of the conservative things that this guy is going to do because Trump won the election. We understand that. But this one individual shouldn't go to the Supreme Court. It's not what it's about. It's about stopping what the conservative would do on the Supreme Court, which is actually honor the Constitution. That's what they want to stop. I will tell you that... um I just don't think that there is a an active Republican that isn't going to vote. 
the more they have revealed themselves this weekend as becoming Bolsheviks. We are so glad you're listening. Welcome to Monday. We have uh, some uh, pretty, uh, pretty intense news for you today, uh, but we'll all get through it uh, together. And we're also, I want to remind you that we're going to be out for some laughs as well. Uh, we're going out on the uh, book tour. It starts October 25th, San Antonio, the 26th, Houston, uh, then the 27th of this month in Dallas. Then we go to Richmond, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, we go to Cleveland, Ohio, uh, Kansas City, Evansville, Indiana, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Tampa, and Orlando, Florida. There, I was really worried for a while there we wouldn't have any um, material. Because the world is such a serious and insensible place. But this Kavanaugh thing, I think, has made me... It's pushed me over the edge that we're going to be able to pull off this show. Yeah, I, I think there might be some <laughs> things to uh, to joke oh. about, to poke fun at. And, of course, our very serious points. Uh, we're going to be helping out the 2020 uh, candidates for the Republican Party. Um, we'll be picking them... For the Democratic and, Party. Our Democratic yeah. mm-hmm. Party, yeah. Uh, and we'll be picking them and uh, also giving them, you know, s- some some helpful tips on, you know, maybe even some slogans. Some messaging options, I think, yeah. will be important. Yeah. Uh, how to handle that campaign. Yeah. Uh, and it's how to preview, I think. And how mm-hmm. to out-socialist the other socialist on the party. Yeah. Uh, the other things that you can promise. You don't want to miss it. It's a night of fun. Addicted to outrage. Uh, go to glenbeck.com slash tour and get your tickets now. Addicted to outrage. Okay. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Now, the question that I asked at the beginning of the hour was, is this who we are? Is this what you want? Where are we headed? A website allegedly run by University of Washington students allows individuals to publicly accuse people of sexual assault without any evidence. The website, titled Make Them Scared UW, was first registered in November of last year, but launched in late September of this year by University of Washington students. The Daily UW Campus newspaper reports that the list of accused rapists and sexual assault perpetrators has grown substantially on the site in the last weeks because of the Brett Kavanaugh scandal. Meanwhile, one student named on the Make Them Scared UW told the college fix that none of these accusations are true. According to the FAQ page on the website, Make Them Scared UW is a communal rape list intended to be an online hub for anyone who wants to expose the names of their attackers and harassers and to fill a gap left by inadequate treatment of these cases by formal institutions. One of our site's moderators will review your submission, verify your contact information, and after receiving your confirmation, publish the information you provided us, uh, minus your personal identifying information. (laughs) Of course. Uh, We do not have the ability to determine whether the accused party is guilty or innocent of the accused act, so please take all the names listed with a grain of salt. Oh, I'm sure that's what's going to happen. The College Fix managed to contact one student on the list, a young man who was identified as attending the University of Washington. Student denied having sexually assaulted his accuser. Quote, I was investigated by my school's office and found that there was insufficient evidence of what she was accusing me of. Now, why would, why would that matter? 
We have to believe the witness. Yes, I mean, they did an investigation and they couldn't find enough evidence. But is that really what we care about? What about the poor accuser? He said uh, the allegation stems from a night which he and his accuser both were pretty drunk, after which he performed uh, on her and uh, then attempted to initiate uh, intercourse. Mm, you seem pretty comfortable with this. Yeah, I'm very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. His accuser said no, at which point he backed off. This girl gave the investigator all uh, at my school, literally everything, all of our Facebook messages, our Snapchat messages. She saved all of them, text messages, and even my Reddit account. And I was deemed to be so not a threat to her that the investigator didn't even care if I was in the same class with her. That didn't stop. Make them scared putting his name on the rapist list. Ask if the school was aware if the website was run by students at the University of Washington. The official said, we don't know for certain. Asked if false allegations on the site made or posted by students or affiliates of the university would be treated as harassment under school policy. The school said if the university receives a complaint that an individual was being harassed or bullied by a student, we would investigate it in the same manner as we would any other case. So being listed on a website as a rapist isn't being bullied. In an interview with student newspaper, the Daily UW University of Washington Law School associate professor said that the website moderators could face considerable risks of defamation lawsuits by anyone's name they mention in connection with a criminal behavior or sexual assault that gives rise to civil liability. Personally, this is why I believe anyone who falsely accused, and I do not necessarily include Ford, I don't believe there's enough evidence to say that he did it, but I also don't think there's enough evidence that she wasn't telling of an ev- saying an event that she thought Brett Kavanaugh was involved in. However, the gang rape and the boating, uh, the uh, boating weekends from hell, those people should be investigated. Oh, probably primarily the person who made an accusation and then later recanted it on Twitter. Um, you know, here's someone who actually admitted that they were lying about it. Uh, and, I mean, should you face repercussions for that? Absolutely I think the answer to that is should. yes, you should. You should. Can't make false allegations like that. It's got to be a bigger deal in our society. Uh, the, uh, the moderators of the site said, we hope that anyone whose name was inaccurately posted on our site will let us know so we can oh. remedy the situation. Oh, that's nice of them. We verified each claim to the best of our ability, but we haven't published any claims that we believe to be false. Did you reach out to the accused? Is this some sort of uh, a, a non-jury trial? What, 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 what is this? The Inquisition? You're accused? Your name is out? The site's domain name was registered November 29th, 2017, with additional security to protect the individual or individuals that registered it. I mean, look at the long stand. I mean, they're going to get themselves sued, obviously, over something like this. I hope this, so. And they should. I, mean, I hope so. Think of the longstanding repercussions of this. Clarence Thomas went through a very public accusation of sexual harassment. The end of that, the end of that story, if we don't you know, remember, it's been a long time. 
But they went through all of that stuff to see if they thought he was guilty of sexual harassment. And people agreed that he was not guilty of sexual harassment, or they wouldn't put him on the court, to the point of 11 Democrats, 11 Democrats voted for Clarence Thomas's confirmation. 11! Does that sound like even possible today? Even if you had God, as you brought... Actually, God would almost get zero votes from the Democrats. I should point that out. But there, you know, you got uh, the equivalent of God on earth would not get 11 votes from Democrats today. I've told this story before. A friend of a friend uh, was on the Duke lacrosse team at the time of the Duke lacrosse uh, incident. He was not at the party, but he was on the Duke lacrosse team for years after that had been debunked. He still had trouble with that in interviews for getting jobs. He couldn't get jobs because he was on the Duke lacrosse team, which really should only be known for being a really good lacrosse team other than the fact that they got a bunch of false allegations against them which were proven to be false and these things stick with you for years they ruin your reputation forever Uh, and you know this is not minor posting unverified things like this should not be the way our society goes there yes there have been issues this is the problem i mean you talked about this with with like sort of pendulum theory before glenn mm-hmm. where it swings back one way and swings back the other even further um you know there are a lot of things that we've seen that have come out of this that i think everyone in the in the audience would agree are are positive right like people like you know harvey weinstein right with tons and tons and tons of evidence going down or at least having he still has not been charged and he should be um but the idea that some women actually did go and then one of the reasons we know about harvey weinstein we can really all kind of come together and say yeah he was actually doing these things is because a couple of women went to authorities and got him on tape doing it yeah with the authorities with the authorities and that is why it's a lot easier to feel good about uh saying harvey weinstein is guilty than it is about uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, because, you know, Kavanaugh, there's no evidence like that at all. So I want to give you, um, I want to give you a story in the American Spectator this weekend. Uh, women who lied about sexual assault. And it's from Paul Kangor. And he points out that maybe, perhaps, the new battle cry, Believe Women, is not the best battle cry historically speaking we'll give that to you coming up in uh, just a little while also uh coming up in a few minutes is dr robert epstein he is from uh harvard he is a senior research psychologist american institute for behavioral research and technology um and he did uh, a he did a um a study on google and the news during the last presidential election he is a Clinton supporter, and he found that Google was, was appeared to be throwing the election, trying to influence the election towards Hillary Clinton. His investigation has led him to find other things that Google is doing that is truly terrifying. Now, we can sit here and we can try to destabilize the entire republic. Or we can address actual issues that are really going on, that are dangerous to the freedom of of mankind throughout the world. That's the path I'm choosing. 
And we do that at the top of next hour. Don't miss it. For most Americans, our home is the biggest investment that we will make. And when it comes time to sell your home, you want the most amount of money out of it that you can get, especially because most of us put money into our homes and and try to fix it up so it's better than when we when we bought it. This is why there is realestateagentsitrust.com, because working with the right agent can make a significant difference in the outcome of buying or selling a home, especially when you go into a new uh, city and you, you don't know anybody there. How do you find a real estate agent? Realestateagentsitrust.com. We have about 1,500 agents all over America who are just like you. Their word is their bond. They're fans of the show. They share your sensibilities. The agents are fully vetted and handpicked by my team for their knowledge, their skill, and their track record. And the track record of the agents since they've been with realestateagentsitrust.com is phenomenal. Thousands of families have already put them to the test, and the results are there to be seen. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Helping families moving to another area, families who are taking care of their parents remotely, or just helping families get the most for their home as quickly as possible. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out the the Democrats are now saying that they it's time for them to become more vindictive and uh, and to further more ruthless, more ruthless and further the rage. Um, I'm just looking up, you know, more ruthless Genghis Khan. Um, they could shoot flaming arrows. Ah, oh, I know uh-huh. here. 100-pound rocks. They could just start flinging 100-pound rocks at, let's say, Ted Cruz and his wife at dinner. Or okay. they would take human corpses and they would um, burn a mixture of sulfur and petroleum. Mm-hmm. And then they would catapult that dead body. So that, you just, boom, that's on the table. Oh, so you're flaming, you know. you're throwing, you're catapulting flaming bodies at the at the people who at vote. the people who are just trying to eat dinner mm. who voted for Kavanaugh. They should never be allowed a moment of peace. We know that, but the question is, what sort of death and destruction shall we rain on them? Okay, okay. How about this one? Uh, this one involves moats. Blah blah blah. Okay, so we don't have moats anymore, so we don't have to worry about that. But what the Mongols would do is they would take the leadership and they would roll them in carpets. And then they would trample them with horses. So what do you think about just rolling up some of the Democrat or Republican senators and uh, and then the mobs can just trample? Well, we don't have horses, per se, just cars, smart cars, smart cars. So they wouldn't hurt the environment. But we would just we just keep driving over those carpets with smart cars. I, I mean, that sounds pretty. I mean, we're not going to hurt the environment with that, right? We make sure we use electric well, cars. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. sure we electric, use electric cars. Electric Teslas cars. Teslas only. Yeah, mm-hmm. because those things will never harm the environment. Uh, flaming arrows. Uh, ooh, choking their uh, choking their opponents by having stones shoved down their throat. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that seems like that's you know that's if someone votes against a a, a tax increase, I think that's a 
a plausible repayment. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, look, they're they're putting extremists on the court like Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think a few rocks down their throats would probably be good. Uh, they were usually beheaded. I don't know. That seems a little that seems a little dicey, don't you think? Just I mean, a little bit. Just a little over the top. I don't know seriously where you go with this. You can't, I, how do you get more ruthless? In a, in a civilized society, and I think this went way over the line of a civilized society, but without actual violence, where do you go? You don't. You, the only thing maybe is murder. You accuse people, yeah. start accusing people of murder you, instead. You cannot go more ruthless without violence. They're already disrupting people in their homes, mm-hmm. at their places of business. You know, and their softball practice. Oh no, they did that. That was violence, wasn't it? Yeah, that one involved a gun, but no beheadings yet. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck live, the Addicted to Outrage tour, on tour this fall. Glenn Beck. It's Monday, October 8th. Okay. You're listening to the Glenn Beck program. All right. Um, just to have warned you, we are going to be way out of our league here uh, for a little while. Robert Epstein is the uh, author, editor, and longtime psychology researcher and professor, distinguished scientist who is passionate about education, the pu- educating the public about advances in mental health and behavioral sciences, the former editor-in-chief of Psychology Today, he is now the senior research psychologist of the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology and contributing editor for Scientific American Mind. He is the founder and director emeritus of Cambridge Center for Behavioral Studies in Massachusetts. He's also the author of 15 books, rookie, uh, and received his Ph.D. in psychology from Harvard University. Doctor, welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the program run by a high school graduate. But I did get my diploma. Uh, how are you, sir? Well, I'm very good, Glenn, and it's an honor to be on your show. Thank you. It is uh, good to talk to you. I, I wish it was on happier circumstances. First of all, could I just ask you, I don't know if you heard that story about uh, Kanye West, the people now saying that he is mentally ill for having his own point of view, agree or disagree. This is a disturbing trend, is it not? Well, he, uh, I mean, uh, you know, people in the, in the, in the mental health professions are forbidden, uh, strictly forbidden from, from diagnosing from a distance. So I'm not going to say he's, but you know, he does say some extreme things that actually, uh, you know, angers even some of his closest friends. No, no, no. I mean, he's been, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not saying that he's a a stable guy. I'm just saying that now to say, based on what you think politically, that you are mentally ill is a, is a, is a real problem. Well, I think, uh, you know, we've been doing that to each other for you know hundreds of years yeah. it has it has to do with a two-party system and as you know well uh george washington john adams and you know others of the founding fathers they, they were vehemently opposed yeah. to having a a party system because it you know it's divisive it yeah. just makes people crazy it's just gotten worse and worse and worse okay let me let sure. me talk to you about what what you're you're on for and that is you're in a, a documentary that um, I found last week, uh, and I, I really was fascinated uh, by what you brought to the documentary. The documentary is called The Creepy Line. It's not out yet. 
but it's coming out soon. The creepy line dot com. Um, and you are a you're a guy who was a Hillary supporter uh, and you decided to see if Google was was uh, being fair with their with their news. Is that correct? During the last with their search, re- with their, search with their results. Search results. And, yeah. and what did you find? Well, I had already found uh, years before that I'd been studying search results and I, I had already found that when search results uh, favor one candidate or one cause for that matter, uh, that shifts opinions and it shifts votes. And, and I mean, dramatically so it can shift uh, voting preferences among undecided voters by 20 percent or more easily and by up to 80 percent in some demographic groups. Okay, so wait, 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 explain, explain how that works. Sure. Well, we're bombarded, as you know, by all kinds of information, all kinds of media sources, uh, uh, you know, people ranting and raving on the radio and television and newspapers and magazines. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is competitive and people are very wary about it. You know, they, they're, they're bias detectors are kind of always working, uh, you know, even even when they listen to their, their favorite commentator they're still kind of you know it's you see the human hand you sure, know and everyone sure. knows humans are kind of all right and it's but helpful when your people are you yeah of course but when people are using it turns out my research shows other research shows when people are using something like a google search engine they turn off the bias detectors they automatically become very trusting because they think this is an algorithm not that they know what an algorithm is but this is an algorithm and I can trust it because it's subjective and impartial so that when Google answers your question about anything, uh, what, what tends to happen is that people trust what's higher up in the list. They think that the algorithm has very carefully and objectively selected it and it must be true. So if you favor one candidate or one cause or one company or whatever it may be, one product in search results, uh, people tend to believe what's ever closest to the top. And mm. what I showed in, in a series of randomized controlled experiments uh, that now we've now done with four national elections involving you know, more than 10,000 uh, people, uh, I've shown over and over and over and over again that by favoring one candidate, you can shift in a country like ours millions of votes with no one having the slightest idea that they are being manipulated and without leaving a paper trail for authorities to track. You, so that is scary. It is. Yeah. You um you lay this out in the in the um, creepy line um, about how Google has really stripped itself of all ads and everything else. So it, it looks totally clean and neutral and without an agenda. Um, and then uh, uh, how they have, you know, uh, when you first did it, I think one of the tests you did, you did it where you, you were clear with an agenda. Then you added one that might go in the other direction. And then you added two search results uh, that would go in the other direction. And you got it to a point to where Google is, to where you don't have any idea you're being manipulated. Correct. You have, you have absolutely no idea. So when we, we did this in a national uh, study in the U.S., almost no one was aware 
that they were seeing biased or uh, search results, search results that favor one candidate. The this really creepy thing there was that the very, very few people who could spot the bias, they shifted even farther in the direction of the bias. So, you know, being able to spot the bias does not protect you. Uh, we did a, a big national study in India right in the middle of their election there in 2014. 99.5% of people in the study uh, could see no bias whatsoever. They couldn't see the favoritism. Uh, and, and, and yet we're still getting these big shifts uh, in their voting preferences. So, you know, this is this is unprecedented in human history. This is this is just this is an ability to shift people's thinking and behavior worldwide. It's not just in the U.S. because Google is is you know used uh, for you know ninety percent of all searches conducted throughout the world. Uh, you know, and and in other words, they have the ability to shift people's thinking, behavior, votes, purchases, attitudes, beliefs. Uh, around the world, they are doing so 24-7 without people knowing and without leaving a paper trail. Because when you're showing something, someone's search results, that's not like a news story that just stays there for people to look at. It's generated just for you on the fly at that moment, disappears, gone forever, stored nowhere. Would you, is it an overstatement to say whether it's, um, you know, Wilson and Bernays uh, in World War One, or, or uh, you know, Goebbels World War Two. That this is the this is the system that they would have dreamt of for propaganda. Oh, uh, this goes beyond their wildest dreams uh, because it's not just the search results. I just published a big article uh, called. Uh, 10 ways big tech can shift millions of votes in the November elections without anyone knowing. Now, the the one we're talking about, which is called the search engine manipulation effect, or SEME, S-E-M-E, that's just one of 10 ways uh, that I've identified over the years and that I've been studying. I'm studying seven of them at the moment, uh, that these big tech companies have to shift votes and that are unprecedented in human history. They've never existed before. Uh, and they, they, they're, I mean, some of these effects that, that, that I've uh, discovered are among the biggest ever discovered in the behavioral sciences and in there the last is, 100 years. And there is no doubt in your mind that Google is engaging in this. Well, in 2016, early 2016, uh, working in secret, uh, I developed a system for actually monitoring what people were seeing while they were using uh, the Google, Bing, and Yahoo search engines that was election-related. So it's as if we were looking over people's uh, shoulders. It's called a monitoring system. It's, it was the first ever created. And uh, so we actually monitored for more than five months before the election in November 2016. Uh, and we found... A, you know, systematic bias in search results favoring Hillary Clinton, whom I favored, by the way, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, uh, in all 10 search positions on the first page of search results. Now, that's that's pretty blatant. That's pretty extreme. Wow. But of course, these leaks, these leaks that we've seen recently from Google 
you know, they're, they're, they tell us, you know, that, yeah, people at Google have a very strong political preferences and that they act on them. And uh, I don't think we should be surprised uh, that we found that. And, of course, now I'm working with, with business partners and academic colleagues on three continents to try to scale up monitoring systems like that. So for the first time, we'll actually be able to see what these companies are showing people all throughout the U.S. and ultimately throughout the world. And we'll, we'll I think, be able to make these companies accountable to the public at some point. Uh, you know, I wish we, well, I wish we could be fully up and running in time for the midterms. And uh, at this point, I'd say that's not going to happen. But uh, we will definitely be there for, for 2020 and beyond. And, and we're looking at more than elections because it's, there, there are lots of ways in which these companies are playing with us uh, that people are just completely unaware of. And speaking of which, Glenn... Uh-oh. <laughs> Am I in yes. trouble? <laughs> well, kind of. All yes, right. kind of. Um, I have good news and bad news for you. Okay. Um, Can we start with the okay. bad news? <laughs> All right. No, let's let's save that. All right. Uh, the good the good the good news. I mean the the good news is that um, that the Glenbeck dot com right yeah and your email service that you use. Uh, is is you're not sharing information. You're not sharing your emails with Google. Now, interestingly enough, the New York Times, the Times of London, The Economist, Wired Magazine, Slate, I could go on and on and on, they share all of their emails all the time with Google and other sensitive documents too. And so reporters, when they're doing you know, very sensitive investigations on something, they're sharing everything constantly with Google. And I wrote a piece about that it was in the Daily Caller a couple of months ago. Good news is you don't do that. That's yeah. Your okay. Let's end it there for just a second. <laughs> let's, let's just bask in that for a second, and we'll come back with the bad news. Plus, the, the I think he said 10 different ways that uh, Google is influencing us, and not just Google, but these big tech companies. And some of the other things that uh, he has found, how they are monitoring our children. Uh, It is remarkable. And we are running out of time uh, before Google is the dominance that just can't be stopped. Our sponsor this half hour is Goldline. President Trump has been warning about the risk to every American if the Republicans lose one or both houses of Congress this November and the risks are pretty, uh, pretty dire, uh, and especially coupled with what the Democrats were saying this weekend. There are several stories out this weekend say that they have to become more radical uh, in their, their pushback. I don't know how you become more radical than they already have been. Um, <clears throat> but we're not heading in a good direction. We're not heading towards stability. And stability is essential for all of us to um, <clears throat> to have freedom, to have freedom. That's what we're talking about at this point is freedom. We can disagree on an awful lot of stuff, but let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. There is a report now that uh, Goldline has commissioned on the things that they believe uh, will happen 
should the Democrats uh, take over and they actually deliver on some of the things, the radical things that they're talking about now. I've read the report and I'm sharing it with people. You should share it with people as well. I buy gold and silver as an insurance against chaos. And if you have been paying attention at all, chaos is coming. Get your copy of this report right now at 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE. It's a free report. Get this information, read it, consider it, share it with a friend. Get it now free at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. We're back with uh, Dr. Robert Epstein. Do I have your name right? Is it Epstein or Epstein, sir? I want to make sure I have it right. I say Epstein. Uh, all okay. five of my kids say Epstein. So what can I do? <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a strange rule. Somebody told me that it's uh, always the, you know, if the I is the last uh, the uh, last in the in the duo, then it's Ein. If it's E, it's uh, Ein. And I think right. people are just making that up. I think they just make it up. No, 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 no. Everyone says Einstein. No one says Einstein. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, (coughs) excuse me. Uh, So you were just about to give me more good news. Well, no, the good news is, again, you, you, you do not share your emails with Google. Unlike yes. a lot of major news organizations mm-hmm. like the New York Times and the Boston Globe, they do. Mm-hmm. But bad news is that uh, glenbeck.com uses Google, Google Analytics. And so what that means is yes. everyone who has ever visited your website is tracked. Every single thing they do on your website is tracked by Google. So here's a here's a problem as a business owner. Google yeah. Analytics are the best. Yeah. How do you how do you how do you do business without Google at times? That's that's yeah. always the thing that gets you in the end. Yeah. Well, sure, but you know, you know, this it's this convenience thing over and over, and, and their products are so good. So, but you don't realize that these aren't real products; they're just surveillance platforms. That's the only reason they run them. Every single service they provide is just another surveillance platform. Uh, I do have a little bit more good news, though, which is that <laughs> film that you mentioned, the creepy line. Yes. Uh, when when you had uh, my one of my new very good friends, Peter Schweitzer, on Love your him. your show recently, yeah. he's a he's a uh, he's the one who who really got that film running. Uh, it, it, true, it wasn't available, but now, as of right now, it is available both on Amazon and on iTunes for, for rental or sale. And, it's, it, and it really is a fabulous film. And don't Google it. Just go to thecreepyline.com. When you came out about some of this stuff, and again, you were a Hillary supporter. When you came out about this, were you, you were blocked by Google for a time, were you not? Well, when, I, when my research uh, first hit the news in the Washington Post, uh, you know, I found that starting the next day, I couldn't access any Google products. I couldn't even access Google.com. So <laughs> I have these amazing screenshots that they are just shocking to people because you can't even imagine not being able to access Google. Yeah. But I have screenshots showing getting these timeouts saying, no, you know, you can't get there. Sorry. It's amazing. Okay. Um, let's go through some of the. Uh, some some of the uh, effects that you are monitoring. We have about about a minute here, so why don't you just take one of them on? You say there are what? Let me see, seven, ten. Is there ten of these? 
that you're following? There's ten altogether. Okay, yeah, ten yeah, altogether. Yeah. Okay, so let's take on one real quick. Begin Very with. good. When Okay, here we go. This is called SSE or the search suggestion effect. Mm-hmm. When you start to type a search term into the Google search bar, you are being manipulated from the very first character that you type. So if you type A, depending on your history and other things, chances are you'll get Amazon right away. They'll start flashing suggestions at you. And Amazon, it turns out, is Google's biggest advertiser, paying them $300 million a year. And Google sends more traffic to Amazon than any other single source. But beyond that, we've learned through our experiments that Google can use search suggestions that they're flashing at you to turn a 50-50 vote among a 50-50 split among undecided voters into a 90-10 split with oh my. no one having any idea they're being manipulated. Oh, wow. my gosh. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we're going to come yeah. back and, uh, and go through the others. If we have time, he'll talk about some of the other things Google is doing and what we're supposed to do about it. You need to know about it. You can see it in the creepy line uh, it's a new documentary, thecreepyline.com, thecreepyline.com. Dr. Robert Epstein, he is a senior research psychologist, American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology. He is um, in a new documentary called The Creepy Line. We talked about it last week. I saw it last week, and it is indeed very creepy. It is, um, it's, it's, is it too much to say it's, we're on the we're at mind control or the threshold of mind control doctor uh well we've been there for a long time there's uh you know uh, there's no question about it there's there literally right now more than 2.5 billion people soon to be over 4 billion uh whose whose thoughts and purchases and beliefs and attitudes and voting preferences uh are affected uh, dramatically uh, every single day by uh, some manipulations that big tech companies are perpetrating on them. And that's happening now. So that that's already going full steam. Oh. Uh, it's just getting worse every day. So I, I just I, I want to reset that you did a, a study during the last presidential election you are a Hillary Clinton supporter, but you're a truth teller, and you were doing a, uh, a, a study on Google search uh, results and found that they were trying to manipulate it in favor of Hillary Clinton. Now, you say that's only one way. We then have the search suggestion effect. Now, target messaging effect. What is the targeted well, sure, messaging? Tar- Sure. Targeted messaging, TME, we call that, is uh, these are all things that we study and that we were, you know, we're quantifying and, you know, very precisely. Uh, but targeted messaging effect uh, is really scary. Uh, this this means that if a company, this would, this would primarily be Facebook, but other companies too. But if a company like Facebook on election day, so let's go back to November 2016, if, if that morning Mark Zuckerberg had chosen to just, you know, hit the enter key and send out go out and vote reminders, uh, mainly to supporters of Hillary Clinton or exclusively, either way. First of all, no one would know that that was even occurring. No one would know it was going to some people and not others. But if it went just to supporters of Hillary Clinton, that would have given her that day an additional 
450,000 votes. Now, oh my gosh. Uh, I don't I, I don't think he did that because, you know, he was very overconfident, uh, you know, as as were Democrats. Uh, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not I'm, I'm, a, I'm a moderate and independent. But the point is, everyone thought Hillary was going to win. So I'm pretty sure he didn't do that. Uh, but the point is, we know from Facebook's own published data that that just sending out that kind of reminder selectively dramatically, dramatically shifts votes. And think about it. No one knows if, if something like that is happening. In fact, if it's happening every single day, there, there were targeted messages going out to some people, but not others. And of course, isn't that what targeted advertising is all about? Mm-hmm. But you see, targeted advertising, though, is competitive. But I'm talking about what happens if the platform itself does something that's not competitive it's completely invisible and it's not competitive so can i mean this is so dangerous um and it is i mean it's everything that a sci-fi you know uh, writer has envisioned forever uh and i mean can can especially when we get to artificial intelligence couldn't a system like google be used to identify unstable individuals and wind them up? Oh, yes, they can. They, in fact, they know who's unstable. They know who's undecided. They know who is Republican and who is gay and you name it. They know far more about us. In I mean, fact, unstable. Gonna, I mean, unstable yeah. mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no you're, you're absolutely right. They have literally unprecedented power uh, to shift people, yes, shift unstable people, shift anybody. Uh, and and they know they have this power. Uh, one of the leaks from Google was a, a, a little internal film there, eight-minute film called The Selfish Ledger. You want to get creeped out, <laughs> watch that film. That's an internal film there where they're, they're talking about their power to reshape humankind. I've seen it. It's terrifying. So <clears throat> before we, because we're going to run out of time, what do we do? Uh, well, there's there's things that we can do at the individual level, especially for parents, uh, which I am, and uh, and there are things that have to be done at at, at a much higher level, of, you know, governmental or organizational. So at the individual level, you know, we can take some steps uh, to protect our privacy and privacy of our kids. So I have an article very easy to find online that's called Seven Simple Steps Toward Online Privacy. Um, you know, I can give your, your, your staff a link to it. Yeah, we'll send uh, it out in our newsletter, which is not tracked by sure. Google. Uh, seven Simple <laughs> Steps. Okay, we'll send that out today. If you Sign up for our newsletter if you don't have it, not tracked by Google. Um, but uh, we'll, se- we'll send that out today, and I'll also make it available at glenbeck.com. Um, yeah, so there are some things you can do. And one of, the, one of the many things that's not on that list is you shouldn't be using Google Analytics, <laughs> which glenbeck.com is using. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So that's at the individual level. Now, at the, at the organizational, governmental level, there's other things. Uh, you know... Uh, so, hang on, uh, but you, you yeah. shouldn't even be using a Google Chrome browser. Um, it, but even if you go to, is it Microsoft browser that is powered by Google uh, information? 
I mean, there's. Do you know well, what I'm talking about? No matter, no matter. Yes, I do know which I'm. And no matter where you go, Google is there. Uh, Google now pays Apple computers nine billion dollars a year to be the default search engine when people are using Safari, which nine is which is Apple billion. browser. Google is paying Apple nine billion dollars next year. They're supposed to pay them twelve billion to be the default search engine on Safari. This is for any any Apple device at all. So Google is everywhere. Where do you think Siri gets its answers from? It gets its answers from Google. Siri is is you know Apple's personal assistant. So I mean I could go on and on and on, but. At the, at the institutional level, there are things that have to be done. Uh, one of them, which I'm helping to work on with people now, and we need money, so, you know, if you, if you guys have money out there, you know, step up. Uh, but we, we are building monitoring systems, it's, you know, basically to, with people's permission to look over people's shoulders and see what these companies are actually showing people Boy, and how they're manipulating people. I would love to be, a, I'd love to be a part of that. Um, how can people donate to that? Well, they can go to mygoogleresearch.com, mygoogleresearch.com. That's a very simple way to donate. That supports uh, the research uh, that I do, but also uh, that's helping to provide funds to build monitoring systems, which, which must exist. They don't exist. I did build one in 2016, but we need large-scale permanent monitoring systems uh, to keep all these, these creepy, arrogant people under control. So I am very um, concerned um, about AGI and ASI, um, and I'm, I'm concerned that in two ways. I feel as though we need some sort of a Manhattan project to make sure America right. is the one that gets it first. But on the other hand, I don't know who I trust to have it. I mean, you cannot put this genie back in the bottle. But when when we hit AGI, we are in real trouble, are we not? Uh, you have no idea. That's all I can say. If you, if, 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 no, seriously, if you, if you knew the stuff that I knew and you were looking every day at the numbers I look at, you wouldn't even get out of bed. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go back to bed now. I've, I mean, I've, I've, I've read a lot about it. So what do you suggest? What do you, what, what, what should we be, what should we be asking? Well, I, I mean, I mean, Congress is just useless. Our government is just, they're not paying yeah. attention to this at all. And it's moving so rapidly. By the time they would enact something, it will be too late. That is correct. So regulation and law is not going to help us too much because they just move too slowly. And, and tech moves extremely fast. So, uh, you know, I, that doesn't mean we shouldn't, you know, we'll contact our our. our our, our con congressional representatives, of course, Correct. we should to try to keep the pressure on. Uh, I've I've been a speaker uh, at at meetings of the attorneys general, the state uh, attorneys general, and there and those guys, those guys and those women can move. They can move fast. They yes. can do things. So, you know. Uh, but beyond that, you know, you, you've got to start at the individual level. I mean, if you're using Gmail right now, that's insane. If you're using Chrome. That's insane. If you're using an Android phone, that's, that's all Google. You're nuts. 
you're crazy to use products because those are all just surveillance platforms. That's all they are. That's they're not, they're just gussied up surveillance platforms. They're just they're just excuses Google has come up with uh, for us to just tell them everything about ourselves. Do you know how much information Google has about you? No. They have. Um, just based on your age, which is, I know, roughly, uh, th they have the equivalent of about 3 million word pages of information about you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, I, I mean... It, I guess I'm. I guess I'm at the up. point You're, to where you don't yeah. get up out of bed like you. I mean, I, I I, it, it, so it's overwhelming. So what does that mean? What I mean? How do we? There's no way to get it back. Are you familiar with Solid? Let me go here. Are you familiar with Solid and Interrupt? Yes. Is there any chance that that is going to play a role in the future? Is that a pathway? Uh. Uh, it's hard to tell. I'm, I'm going to have to say probably not because uh, it's it's very very hard. Uh, you know, Google and Facebook in particular are are so powerful and so embedded that you just you, you you can't really cut into them. People people don't want to leave them. People are you know they they love them, and so it's hard. You know, there, I know lots of people working on alternative kinds of you know mm -hmm. services and. Uh, and a lot of people are talking about blockchain and so on. But, I mean, the reality is, you know, we're talking about 90% of search around the world is done on Google. Uh, these two companies are serving right now more than 2.5 billion people. That'll be past 4 billion within the next three years. They're just growing and growing and growing. And it's, con and bound. So it's, it's concerning yeah. what they're doing in China. I mean, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how they sleep at night. Well, that's outrageous. That is absolutely outrageous with it because they're actually they're actually partnering with the Chinese government to participate in the Chinese government's uh, aggressive uh, program to control all of its citizens. And Google is participating in that. I mean, literally making it easier and better, making that kind of system <sighs> easier and better. That's in, that's that's outrageous. Doctor, I would uh, I would love to uh, fly you in and spend a couple of hours with you and and have you on regularly to to be able to monitor and help in any way that we can to get the word out this is this is the thing that i think america and the world should be concentrating on and no one's talking about it the world is being redesigned by a handful and we're just not aware of it and it's going to change overnight uh, doctor, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. You bet. It's, it's been an honor, a true honor, Glenn. Thank you very much. Dr. Robert Epstein. Uh, the documentary you have to see is The Creepy Line. Go there now. TheCreepyLine.com Truly, truly remarkable. Google the trailer and watch it on YouTube. <laughs> or, or don't. Just go directly to oh. TheCreepyLine.com In Chrome. No, not in not in Chrome, not on your browser. Don't alert a friend if you have Google Mail. Anyway, our sponsor this half hour is My Patriot Supply. So emergencies strike without warning. Um, we're surprised when stock market crashes or the power goes out. We're surprised. 
it's those things are going to happen now earthquakes no warning those happen breaking news it's too it's too late to prepare we're going into the winter now where snowstorms will happen and people will panic and they'll run to the stores and they'll grab everything with everything that is going on please the best thing to do is to prepare now for a natural disaster or some sort of an emergency situation Ask yourself right now, could you feed yourself and your family for two weeks with the food that you have at home right now? It's time to act and secure an emergency food supply. I use my Patriot Supply, and I recommend you do too. A two-week food kit will get you started. This week, it's on sale for only $75 when you go to my special website, preparewithglenn.com, or call 800-200-7163. The food kit includes meals that last up to 25 years in storage. Order now, 800-200-7163, or preparewithglenn.com. I have dealt with some frightening things before. But I think that was the most frightening hour I've I've ever spent on the radio. I I am not speechless, and I think I was speechless twice in that interview. Um, I mean, just the quick thing they talked about with a fifty-fifty proposition being able to be changed to a ninety-ten proposition just by a suggestion by Google. I mean, that is. And if you think they're not doing, I mean, well, he's already proven that they are did it. They did it last time. We're talking about the we're talking about the Russians. What about Google? What about Google influencing our elections? Um, you, you sign up for the newsletter at glenbeck.com. Today we will send out his seven simple steps for you to untangle yourself from this nightmare. And I'm also going to include some of the books that I've been reading about AI. You, you really really need Glenn Beck is coming live to, to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Glenn Beck. Just one week ago, the Senate confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh was far from a sure thing, right? We didn't know. Despite a very well-coordinated and well-funded opposition from the left, Kavanaugh was confirmed Saturday afternoon, then quietly sworn in as a Supreme Court Associate Justice. Meanwhile, hundreds of protesters outside treated this normal constitutional event as if an Earth-killing asteroid was hurling our way. The irony of all of the rabid resistance to Kavanaugh is that the freedoms that these protesters are now using are theoretically in safer hands if he turns out to be a constitutionalist. The media can barely mention this new conservative majority on the Supreme Court without just throwing up a little bit in their mouth. But no one explains what this conservative court actually means what does it mean well hopefully it's not going to mean it's not going to mean political ends hopefully conservative court means one that looks at the constitution and reads it as it was written in other words read the bill of rights not the South African Constitution, as Ruth Bader Ginsburg said she does. 
It's a good thing for Americans who like freedom. But the other irony about these protesters and their angst is that apparently they've never heard of John Roberts. In other words, we don't really know how Kavanaugh is going to rule on any given case. He could be, you know, end up being the left's second favorite justice because RBG will always be number one. But since originalist is a bad word for the left, meaning somebody who looks at the Constitution as those who originally drafted it, they're already working on ways to get around this conservative majority they're so freaked out about. Just last week, the press was saying that Donald Trump, by putting Kavanaugh on, was actually packing the court. Now, if you know anything about history, you know that that's not packing the court. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say how many justices there should be, but traditionally we have nine. There was only one person that ever tried to change that, and that was FDR, and the people didn't go for it. Well, Brian Fallon, the executive director of Demand Justice and the top spokesman for Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign, told the New York Times this confirmation vote will not necessarily be the last word on Brett Kavanaugh serving a lifetime appointment on the Supreme Court, end quote. So what does the left have in mind? Well, for starters, winning the midterm election, the House and the Senate next month, and then the White House in 2020. They, if they win the House, they will start the impeachment proceedings most likely start on day number one or day number two with the president and then impeach Kavanaugh. If that doesn't work, they will pass legislation to add justices to the Supreme Court. Never mind that no Supreme Court justice has ever been impeached or that not even progressive superhero FDR was able to pack the court. Progressives specialize in moving goalposts when they don't like the game. The left says they need to get tougher. They need to get, quote, more radical, end quote. That is exactly why America needs a conservative constitutional majority on the Supreme Court, because the left uses every apparatus of government to create their vision of society outside of the Constitution. Too often these days, the Supreme Court is the last line of defense against progressive overreach. It's Monday, October 8th. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. How are you feeling, Stu? After that last hour, really, really, really well. Really good. You know, this is something that I've been talking about for years. I mean, since since we, you know, we're working together, just the two of us in the 90s. And I said, someday it's going to be that you won't believe your eyes because they'll be able to create a video of anybody doing anything and you won't be able to believe your eyes. Well, we're there. I've been talking about the coming of AI. Why did last hour? Why did that affect you so much? Um couple of things. Uh, one, I think like we all, there's a lot of people who claim that, that these big uh, tech companies and stuff have biases. And I think that there's some evidence that they do. 
Um, you know, but I think a lot of people are just motivated by politics when they make mm-hmm. claims like that. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot. Of, I think that's true in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that a Hillary Clinton supporter would do a test of the 2016 election and find the results of that shocking is really a major thing. This is, a, you know, he went through an actual process here. This is not just some guy. It's not just some blogger who thinks they've no, been no, no. This is evil. This is like a lot. This of, is a leader in 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 psychology. Yeah. This, I mean, he was the head of psychology today. He's uh, the head of a couple of uh, research centers. It's Harvard. I mean, this guy is yeah. the real deal. Comes at it with some real credibility. Right. And again, comes at comes apart, at it from the left. Part of it because he comes at it kind of from the moderate, uh, as he described himself. Yeah, but a Hillary Clinton voter, right? Right. Um, but beyond that, uh, it seems incredibly hopeless to me f- to stop it. I mean, just, you know, because we talk about this all the time. How do we move? How do we how do we convince people? How do we persuade people to look at the world in a slightly different way or at least challenge their beliefs? You know, someone who might be a, all long term, you know, left wing voter. Why wouldn't they consider a conservative approach? Right. Uh, and we talk about that stuff all the time. But I know that I can easily support a, you know, a candidate that I like, right? Like I can vote my principles easily because I just do it, right? It's, but it's harder to make other people change. With the Google thing, I don't know even how in my life I would be able to unwind myself from Google. I, I honestly have no idea how I would do that. And I'm an, I'm not even use an Android. So, I mean, so if you're on an Android, which is the largest operating, uh, you know, uh, platform. Were you shocked by how clear he was on that? No, oh, yeah, it was like you're nuts if you're using any of those things. Yeah, he's like, do not use any Google device. Yeah. Do not use them. I mean, he's like, it is a what did he say? A surveillance apparatus only. Yeah, design. Yeah, it's like a design to just watch you all the time. I mean, you know, Gmail, you know, people use Gmail all the time. It's, you know, and one of the reasons they do is it's the best one, right? Like, this is a problem because this th- part of the reason why it's the best one is because they're taking all this information and using it to make their products better, which is how they would, of course, argue that they're using it. But, I mean, it actually does work, right? Um, you know, uh, the search engine, obviously, we all know Google is, is the best one. Chrome is the best browser. It is. It's better than the other ones I've ever used. It's. It's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Um, I mean. You know. It's. You get into deep stuff, and you. But I, I don't even know how. Just to unwind myself from the basics there. How I would even do it. Not to mention the stuff that you know. What you talked about with um, certain browsers uh, use other. Uh, you know, all Apple products, right? Use Google for uh, the engine. their search, and it's you know in Safari. Well, even if I'm not using Chrome, I'm still using Google. Yeah, I, we talked about you know, a lot of every time we talk about this, someone will will say, "Hey, what about DuckDuckGo? DuckDuckGo is a a competitor to Google mm-hmm. that that you know pr- prioritizes privacy, and it seems to be a good company with the right sort of principles um, when it comes to this sort of stuff." But I was like, you know, maybe I should start using that. And I went to DuckDuckGo, and they said, you should install this on your Chrome browser. And I was like, crap, what the hell? That's not going to make any difference Mm-mm. if I'm searching for all this stuff in DuckDuckGo on Chrome. So now I've got to switch. I got to switch emails. I got to switch phones. I got to switch browsers. I, like my whole life is turned upside down, and I can't. I can't come up with enough personal cost to what Google is doing right now to justify a life-altering move like that. What did he say? Three hundred million word yeah, document. Three million word three pages, million. like of of data on you. And that's, three million pages pages of data and again like but i I don't know what is the personal cost to me in that data well there's 
several things. There's several things it could turn into. I think there's several things it could turn into that are really negative for society. He talked about how you could take a 50-50 proposition and just by Google suggesting one way or the other can move people to 90-10. 90% go the way that Google wants them to go. That's in, that's incredible. It's a great argument to have real principles, right? Make sure you actually know what your uh, uh, what your feelings are on an issue before you uh, you are influenced like this because we can see how voters do that. But I mean, the other part of that too is you, you go to a place with no cookies and no, none of these things tracking you. Well, mm. they don't know your preferences and they don't know the things that you like. And there are negatives to that. It is a real struggle. I don't even know how I would do it if I wanted to. The problem is not today. This is not today. It's just technology is now starting to uh, compound upon itself. Exponential growth in ways that we will not be able to understand. I mean, here's the book. I, I write about this in Addicted to Outrage. And, you know, you, you said when you read the uh, chapters on uh, technology, I remember you came in and went, okay, well, that's a little bleak. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's all in there, right? I right. Mean, it's, it's it, I mean, it, you just heard that from a guy who's been studying Google for, 10 years and he's a he's a clinton supporter is he saying anything less than i'm saying no i mean (laughs) i think if anything it backs it up yeah And, and that's that's what's terrifying because we can all look at the potential future of some sort of series of events that could go negatively and you know you've talked about that you've talked you've discussed openly sometimes you think as a catastrophist right like you think of the worst case scenarios but these are measured results. These aren't worst case scenarios. The fact that the top 10 Google uh, uh, search results are returning things favorable to Hillary Clinton is not some wild, crazy theory. It's something that's already happened and is over. Where are they now? What are they doing with this now? And imagine if they get over more overt. We talk about, you know, Trump pushes a lot of buttons of people. Uh, you saw how they acted with Kavanaugh, right? You saw how the left really act, uh, acted crazily towards the Supreme Court justice, when they feel so justified in the way they act, they get crazier and crazier and crazier. And as this stuff escalates, they're going to feel justified to take more overt action. And God only knows where that ends up. I I, I mean, it could go in really bad directions. This is... um, uh, We we are entering a 10-year period now where our lives... You really will not recognize your country, the world, or our lives by 2030. You just will not. If When you see the rage on the faces of the leaders of, of the left and the Democrats, and they're saying, we have to get more radical, remember... You're already talking about a group of people that believe the ends justify the means. You're already talking about a group of people, and let's make sure we're not like this, a group of people that believe they are right to the point that the others have to just be either re-educated or eliminated. Let me ask the Democrats. You, you have 50% of the country that just does not honestly see the world the way you see it. We are just as set against what you believe is right. If you believe that socialism is the answer, 
capitalism should be shut down and freedom of speech needs to be curtailed. I am against that 100% and I will not comply. So what are you going to do with me? Are you going to silence me? At what point do you feel that you have to kill me? We are at this point, America. We are at the point where we either come together or we kill each other. And I highly recommend we come back to our principles, our unum. What made us who we are? What, what brought us here in the first place? Why did all of our parents or a vast majority of our parents come here? Our parents, our grandparents, our great, 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 great grandparents. Why did they come here? They came here for the idea that men could be left alone by some big government. They could rule themselves. That there was a set of principles, and those principles are the Bill of Rights. We have violated almost, well, no, I can't even say almost. We have violated every single one, and we do so almost on a daily basis to all of them. Now, we are either going to readopt those and say, no, you know what? The reason why we're having so many problems is because we, we refuse. We refuse to go back and instill in ourselves and in those who represent us the Bill of Rights. If we don't return to those things, it will mean great and grave sorrow. There is a bright future, but only if we return to those principles, our unum, that brought all of us, all different people, together with one, one idea that man has rights. And no one can take them away. All right, between fall birthdays, anniversaries, and big celebrations, there's a lot of dates to keep track of. Uh, and you're not going to remember them all. So when your back is against the wall and her birthday or anniversary is uh, tomorrow or yesterday, trust 1-800-Flowers.com. They'll have your back. 1-800-Flowers, your go-to move in crunch time situations. They're going to get your bouquet where it needs to go for a price that you can afford and you're not going to believe. Right now, when you order a dozen red or multicolored roses for only $29.99, 1-800-Flowers will give you another dozen in a free glass vase, all free. Another dozen and the glass vase free. Choose between a beautiful arrangement of red or multicolored roses. Perfect for the holidays, anniversaries, or screw-ups. Or just because. One dozen red or multicolored roses for $29.99, plus another dozen and a vase for free. Only at 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. Go there now. Enter promo code BACK. Glenn BACK. Mercury. How do the people at Google sleep at night? Seriously, with what they're just just what they're doing in China. I'm reading this book, um, Disappeared, The Disappeared, and it's a collection of of essays written by people from China who were disappeared. 
um, and the torture centers that they're going on. The, I mean, it, it's all there. And Google is now helping China design the search engine or Google China is is now taking and tracking people for China and silencing dissidents. And I mean, that's how do you do that? How what I mean, how can you seriously? It's it's I mean, you know, IBM uh, was was nailed for their help with the the Nazis. Mm -hmm. IBM did the punch card computers and, uh, you know, that helped sort people. This is this isn't even that this is they know they know what they're sorting people for now they know who they are blocking they know that those are people who are saying i i I believe man should be free yeah i don't know i mean you can make the argument right if you're a a left winger right and you're using search results to move the people in the right the correct direction to the left to be more accommodating to all these hated groups that you believe evil people dislike you know you could at least see the pathway to thinking what you're doing is just Right. Like in America, you can yeah, see you that can. with China. I don't know how you see it. I mean, I, I, you know, to, to be able to to assist that government in doing what they're doing is terrifying. And they certainly claim to not want to support it. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you do it. I understand the access to that that uh, that market is enticing. <laughs> but I mean, it, it seems like what you're doing is putting real people in danger. Uh, I, then, I hope we're. Mm. I, I I hope that there are good people that are still there as code writers that are because a, a giant cage is being built, just a giant cage. And it's being built by Google and Facebook. And uh, uh, man, if if things heat up, we just uh, we just don't be a part of the problem. Be a part of the solution. So the left and the New York Times and the media don't seem to really have a problem with this. Uh, the left believes they need to become more radical uh, and they need to turn things up a notch. Now, I don't know how you do that. I mean, you know, now I did recommend... You know, guillotines. I guess they could start using guillotines. I do like the old, uh, you know, Genghis Khan, take the leadership, roll them in carpets, and then just have horses trample them. But that might hurt a horse, you know, and the left would not want to do that. So I guess you could get a smart car or, you know, a Chevy Volt. But that would set on fire, and then you'd die screaming. It could be a win-win there. Anyway, um, oh, my gosh. Did you just threaten? Yeah. What are we talking about here? How do you turn this up, Pat? How do you turn this up without violence? I, I think the only level up is revolution, isn't it? That's about the only thing they haven't done so far. They're screaming in people's faces. Uh, they're showing up at restaurants and department stores and everywhere. Homes? Maxine Waters told them to. Yeah. And homes. They're clawing at the door of the U.S. Supreme Court. It, it's They're uh, threatening online. Yeah. They're they're scaring people. They're charging them with with crimes they didn't commit. I mean, I think we're all pretty sure he's not a game gang rapist, right? Yes. We're all pretty sure. I think even Michael Avenatti knows that. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, there were five people, five people. Only one charge was Ford. Ford was one. The other four, they, they weren't real. Now, why do we say, well, no woman would do that? Well, no, you've got four people over here who did. Mm-hmm. Multiple huge stories of fake accusations of sexual assault that have happened over the past few months. So this happens all the time because women are people, right? Women are people and women do bad things just like men do bad things. Big story. uh, I think it was in California of a high school kid who was accused by these high school girls. They called them the mean girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was in the same city where uh, the movie supposedly took place. Um, and so these girls all got together because they didn't like this guy and decided to accuse him of sexual assault. He went through all kinds of hell over it. And, uh, after six months or a year, they finally admitted, nah, no, we made that up. Why? Cause we didn't like to listen to him and I didn't like to look at him. Jeez. Oh, mm. wow. Amazing. So did you hear uh, incredible the incredible stuff? Did you hear make them scared? The website, make them scared. No, I haven't. This seen is that. from the University of Washington, uh, and uh, uh, it's a website where you can just um, you know put your allegation out about how you've been raped or whatever. You just include that person's name, you know where they are, what class, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and just we're going to make them scared. Wow! Yeah, by university wow. students on the University of Washington campus. I mean, what what else? What else? I mean, this is the world the left is is increasingly embracing, mm-hmm. legitimizing, mm-hmm. and calling for. And what are the the normal civilized way to escalate a situation when you're not getting what you want? Right? You can do things like you can escalate your language. It's hard to escalate past gang rape accusations. It's kind of hard to go past that with your language. I guess you can go to murder. You can go to genocide. There's a couple other things I guess you can accuse a Supreme Court justice of to get your way. Uh, then you have uh, like uh, they already they already say the United States is a genocidal country. Yeah, right. I mean, there's there's no way you can increase the language against America or men. So then you can go to structural or procedural type of things. But I mean, look what they did here. They they pulled out every stop. They tried to get uh, they delayed and delayed and delayed. They tried to get an FBI investigation. Then they said that wasn't enough. They After went, seven, uh, yeah, right. he said seven FBI background and checks. with no evidence, absolutely None. zero. Thousands and thousands of people show up screaming, "We believe." We we believe the survivor. Well, survivor of what? Why? I mean, what? until it's confirmed, yeah. she's not a survivor, right? Right. Like, I mean, at least to us, she may. If something happened to her and she's telling the truth about Kavanaugh, yes, she's a survivor to herself. But as a society, we have to judge it based on the facts, right? And, and I don't evidence. condemn her. I don't wish ill towards her. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I don't know. I wasn't there. No. Nope. But we don't destroy either life. And there's got to be some evidence against the guy. It's not up to him to prove he didn't do it. No. It doesn't. No, they don't need evidence. Can we play the audio of this is me? I uh, uh, this is me half listening. Somebody said to me, Glenn, you don't want to do this interview, blah, blah, blah. And I heard London. I thought I heard the BBC. And I was like, oh, yeah, because I thought they would be, you know, they they would be detached from it. And uh, so there would be a chance to actually have a decent conversation. I sit down in the chair, I put in my headphones, and I hear CNN International. And I'm like, oh, dear God. I, did I say yes to CNN International? <laughs> yes. Oh, jeez. And so we go on the air. You can imagine what CNN is saying on Friday. Mm-hmm. But I want you to listen just to how this ends. I, I, I'm, I'm asking, look, may I suggest an 
another reality here that maybe he wasn't an angry man. Maybe he had a right because people were accusing him of gang rape. She goes through all of these things. She doesn't have an answer for any of them. So she goes here. Now, listen to this argument. Let me, Glenn, ask you about your tweets, because this is how people express themselves oftentimes yes. and how you build a, a sort of a, a picture of, right. so, of someone's can we stop here for opinions. A of- OK, so you can imagine Glenn Beck tweets. It's got to be a bad one, right? Right, of course. Mm-hmm. What have, and I'm thinking to myself, what have I said recently about Kavanaugh that would be bad? How could I? Man, I've tried to be a peacemaker on this. Listen to what she says opinions of someone's thoughts of their impressions on what's going on so we can Let judge me put you up based one on of this, the tweets that i found interesting that that you put out in the last few days um americans are um i can't i can't read it guys you got to put it up I, americans are fair and i believe they see the pain on both sides and without evidence will not want to choose if the democrats cram this down we're talking here about the uh, I imagine the Dr. Ford uh, uh, testimony. No. I believe Americans will rise up at the polls. But you're saying that it's we're being too partisan in the United States. But are Democrats not Americans? It seems like just, these two oh things gosh. are mutually exclusive. This is the problem. This is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem. Did it's I say tweet. Democrats are not Americans? You know, yes. you should take a breath before you just yes. try to get a yet another another ratings point they or stop. another i mean <laughs> they may start they may stop Good. Do. she needed a Good. she needed an emmy or maybe maybe she needed an olympic medal for the gymnastics that she had to go through yeah. to find a fence there democrats we, you know we should just start to we should, we should start to be more clear perhaps uh, but i'm glad she was worried about policing my language as opposed to all the other tweets that are happening on the left right now. Democrats, it's the party. I think the party has detached from the Democrats that I know. They do not want to be a part of of more radical, more dangerous kind of stuff. That's the party. That's not the actual person. So are Democrats not American? Are you Are you kidding me? <laughs> you got to stop tweeting that. The Democrats aren't Americans. Yeah, why yeah. Did you do that? I mean, She's, why? We can judge why? you. You know, we can we can read a lot into what people write, and we can judge you. Yeah, you mean the tweet that starts, "I believe Americans are fair, and they won't want to judge either side." <laughs> well, you heard her say that she couldn't see it. It almost seems like she had a a pre built intro. Here's something offensive you said, guys. I can't see it. Oh, yeah, I no, think all Americans are fair. This. She didn't find this anyway. Ugh. Did you guys hear the uh, Vice uh, editor? who talked about the protesters at these events. I thought this was fascinating, and it's not getting a ton of attention. It was on ABC's This Week, Vice News DC Bureau Chief Shauna Thomas talking about the protests. Listen. And we also saw people who were organized. In that moment with Jeff Flake on the Hill, we talked to one woman who works for Ultraviolet who was paid. She helped steer people in the right ways to be able to to confront So there were paid... There were people who were paid by organizations like Ultraviolet to to try to harness that energy in a way that would make the viral moments that we ended up seeing. Wait, wait, what? Huh? Wait, wait. the demonstrators were paid to create fake viral moments? Uh, Sarah, could you Hmm. play the first part of that CNN interview? Because it's so great now. Play the first part of that CNN interview. CNN International. 
This is hey, the- let me, Glenn, ask you about your tweets because no, this no, no, is no, how- no, the first one, the other first clip. one, yeah, the other mm. clip. Because yeah, that, I mean, that's a uh, yeah, a, that's vice, that's vice, yeah, that's not the a left yeah. saying yes, they were paid for. People know that. One People thing is that. very clear: there is a deep partisan divide in Washington right now. It's permeating through a divided nation. What needs to be do- done to change that is a-, a question, or has it always been there? It's just uh, something that we're noticing more now because of social media and cable news, perhaps. Media personality and political commentator Glenn Beck has mm-hmm. written extensively about this in his new book, Addicted to Outrage. He joins me now from Irving in Texas. Thanks for being with us. You bet. One of the things, one of the things you said is you, you acknowledge that some of the work you did on cable news contributed to this polarization. Sure. And I, I, yeah. I would love to have other voices join me, but so far I haven't had anybody. <laughs> I think we're all responsible for what's happened to our country and to the republic. And it is becoming more and more disturbing. I've spoken out about it over f- for the last five years. I have talked to members of press. I've talked to people. And the only ones that seem to be interested are the people who are actually living day to day in the country. I think they are, are disgusted by this entire process. I think that, um, many people when they heard the charges, were open to listening. They did. They watched it. I know several people that watched last week and gave okay. Professor Ford all the benefit of the doubt. Many people watched it that I know that were for Kavanaugh that said, uh, I'm not sure now. I don't know. But they've really but been what's disgusted wrong with by the pro- What's wrong with the process? She she had allegations against Judge Kavanaugh. She aired them. Then the committee heard from Kavanaugh. Uh, those who don't support his nomination say, in fact, it was all rigged in his favor, that the FBI didn't uh, talk to people who, who could have corroborated those who were paid uh, about uh, protesting said, uh, version of it. You know, I've heard so, the press so ask over, with, I've yeah. heard the press ask over and over, will this be good enough? Will this be good enough? For what? For people to not change their positions? And I don't say that just about the Democrats. I mean that about the Republicans, too. There are people that it doesn't matter what the facts are. This was not a search for facts at all. And the the money outside of Washington that is being poured into this, this to bring people into the streets, the the vitriol behind all of this has really been remarkable and if we don't you're saying this is coming from outside money that this these are not genuine (laughs) protesters who are appalled by what's going on who believe that the voice of a woman let me see let me ask let me ask mighty cnn a question stop it's not what you're saying it's just now vice is saying saying, they have the people what Uh, (laughs) that's you saying that's crazy (laughs) it's not it's not even convincing like outrage no, it's, I, you know what? And she might even believe it, but that's how sheltered they are. That's how sheltered they are. They have absolutely no idea. I listen to the New York Times daily every morning, and it is hard to do. <laughs> and I listened to it this morning, and they were talking about how this whole process, how what the Republicans did delegitimize uh, the Supreme Court and how dangerous that is. I'm not kidding you. Within five minutes. Now, some Democrats say that they should delegitimize the Supreme Court because it's an outrageous <laughs> uh, right wing organization now. Wait, what? I thought delegitimization was really bad. 
now you're for it and you want to encourage people to do it it's it's not a just it's just not about the truth insanely transparent yeah how do we fix it I don't know. That's what Pat's going to do coming up oh, on yeah. uh, Pat Gray Unleashed today. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. I've been holding back until okay. now, right. and uh, today I'm going to I'm going to well, release the answer. Okay, so, wow. good. Yeah. All right, Thanks. that answer's yeah. coming up in just a few minutes on Pat Gray Unleashed. Now with answers and scrubbing bubbles. How about- July 2017, Bitcoin down 40. percent uh, That's not the way the year ended. Now, Tika Tawari, the guy who said last year, uh, I bet this is going to end about 10000 and it ended at 20000 in the year. He says enormous amounts of money are being brought into Bitcoin soon, uh, and he believes that it is going to go up 10x on Bitcoin. Uh, I don't know, but I, I believe everybody should have $100 in Bitcoin because it is the future. I want you to take a course before you do anything else. Take a course and learn why Bitcoin and crypto is the future. What blockchain is, how it works, why that's the future, not only for money, but for almost everything. I want you to go and take this smartcryptocourse.com. Go to smartcryptocourse.com and take this course and really educate yourself on the future. Smartcryptocourse.com or call 877-PBL-BECK. 877-PBL-BECK, smartcryptocourse.com. Oh, Finally, Taylor Swift has graced us with her knowledge and uh, and who she's voting for. And I've been waiting for the Taylor Swift endorsement. Um, and I'm very excited that she finally has come out and, and said that she's a Democrat. And uh, it's going to make all the difference in the world. Well, I mean, look, we've now we've got Kanye West on the Republican side. Well, he's crazy. And, they came out this weekend and yep. and said that he has to be crazy. His political view is just that's insanity. And Taylor Swift was just irresponsible before for not, for not coming for out not and supporting coming Democrats. Out. Now that she has, she's being widely praised for right. all of her love of right. human rights and all the things that's that liberals crazy. love. Oh man, there's going to be so much. There's going to be so much to uh, to talk about while we're out on tour. We start our tour in uh, Texas. And then we're coming to a city near you. Go to glenbeck.com slash tour. It's happening right around the midterms. Uh, and I can't tell you how excited we are because it's going to be a lot of fun. Bring a friend. Addicted to outrage. Glenbeck.com slash tour. Great way to let off some steam as we get yeah. into, the, uh, into the election. Also, tomorrow we're going to be talking about the book Addicted to Outrage. If you've read it. Write to contact us at glenbeck.com or just go to my Facebook page and post, uh, and we'll reach out to you and get you slotted in for uh, the show tomorrow. We want to talk to you on the show tomorrow. Do it now. Contact us Glenn at glenbeck.com. Beck. Mercury.